welcome to episode 289 of Three Beers in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Taking a big drink of beer. Very <laughs> <laughs> see Colin, on a Thursday night. It's Thursday, yeah, Thursday night. Thursday yeah, night. It's, it's a very cold... It is ridiculously cold. Even for a man who's got the flubber to t- keep the cold out, it still it's still cold. And, and we're getting threatened with snow as well, aren't we? I mean, it's springtime. Why are we getting fucking... We have had snow every year in March for the past like decade. Nope. I think we should change the calendar then and make March, February. Fuck it. We should, because remember, we always get mild Octobers and then we get really cold Marches. So maybe we need to shrink the calendar a little bit just so we don't yeah. all automatically think October is winter. Exactly. Just forward a wee bit and we're all, yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all happy. We're all happy. Yeah, that would work for me. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not pleasant out there at all, is it? So, it's but, cold. It's very, very, very cold. Uh, and, and then that's offset by the fact that no one can afford to put a heating on, so you come home and it's cold as well. Cold, like, yes. No, I've came from the cold. We're like just <laughs> our bodies to try and remain warm for as long as possible. We, we, we are in an ice age, aren't we? Um, yes. So, yeah. Huddling for warmth now is what we're doing. Um, what are you drinking, Colin, to keep yourself warm tonight? Um, disappointingly, um, a very generic bottle of Miller's. Um, is it at least warming the cockles? Um, no, because it's bloody cold. It's out of fridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can whisk you rummy or whisk um, in you again. I used to quite enjoy Miller's, um, but it's... I, I don't know. I, I bought this with my son. We were just watching movies and having a few beers, and I just bought a wee six-pack of Miller's, and these are left over, and I'm like... I don't, I'm not enjoying it as much as I remember enjoying it. So I don't know if Miller's has changed or if I've changed or I've you've just realised Your palate has now changed. You're not, you're not into Miller anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's not dreadful. It, it, it is generic, but um, it's, it's subpar generic. Is but Miller to Budweiser as cola as to Pepsi? Or Pepsi as to cola? Possibly. Possibly, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like Coors, but not as nice, almost. Okay. And Coors is like pretty bland as well. Pretty bland as well, yes. yeah, yeah. There's not much to that either. Yeah, so it's something I can. I mean, it's drinkable, but it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, I'm not savouring the sips. No, obviously, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. Are you st- are you still off the, the the beverage? No, I've got a wee Brewdog Guava tonight. Boo! Again, just to just to, to warm the insides a little bit, just because like. You know, just to heat the body up a little bit. I, I'm, I'm told if you're in the mountains, you, you drink some alcohol to keep yourself warm. So I'll embrace that while it is cold. I think it's brandy, not brew dog, but you know, but we'll, 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 let, we'll, we'll let it slip. Um, so you, you, you went on a venture to an Innocent Gun pub, didn't you? Did, did, did you drink? Did you drink Innocent Gun at the Innocent Gun pub? I did. I had. Um, it was called something Mango. I had a Mango beer from them. Mm-hmm. It was very nice, but it was very yeah. like. Mango. Is it Mango Road or something? It's called or. Bring me mango or something, it's something like that. But they make beer. Whereas you don't like it, but the brew dog stuff I find very light and very sort of just yeah. Sort of, where it's it's quite you can drink it for a long time. The stuff that Innocent Gun make is very nice, but it's it feels like eating a meal when you're drinking it. Yeah, I think all theirs are because they're, they're kind of Scottish and it's all like cask based, so it's a lot of it's kind of matured in like whiskey barrels and stuff I, like that as well. And it, what they were all, I think it was, it was only it wasn't IPA I was drinking, so it wasn't like anything. It wasn't like drinking a stout or anything like that, but mm. it felt chewy a lot. Not chewy, that's the wrong word, but it felt you know it feels like you've, you've got something in you. It doesn't feel yeah. like you scalp it down, and it's only like four and a half percent, I think it was. Kind of like Guinness, I guess Guinness. Well, does that, like, you feel like you've eaten a meal instead of drinking. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, my stomach felt heavy after drinking yeah. it, you know, and it felt like it, you could probably do. If I drink it all night long without any food, I'd probably feel a lot more rotten if I did. 
Yeah. Therefore, I probably drink a lot of Brewdog and not feel that unwell now. Mm-hmm. Um, but aye, this, it, it was nice. Very nice, beer, very nice <laughs> like beer. you should now, you're like, you know, because I drink so much of it, I'm forgiving customs. but it's very nice beer, but like I said, it's, it feels like you're, you're having a meal. Almost like German beer a little bit. You know, German yeah. beer a little some, bit. Some German beers can be quite, quite kind of hoppy and heavy, yeah. Aye, yeah. so you feel like you're having a meal when you're drinking it. You know, I think the idea was beer and bread was the idea, wasn't it? You can, you can have that and then that's you set for the day and your night and your are yeah, yeah, feels a bit like that. Just, Go do some carpentry and off you go. Yes, um, exactly. Which is what I imagine they would do in their spare time in Germany. Go to build. Well, in the there's a lot of things in spare time in Germany, but that might be the most wholesome that they find <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Especially in that time. Um, yeah, let's, let's get moving on. Let's move away from the German history. Um, things that we have um, watched this week. So we'll start with The Last of Us, um, episode yeah. eight, final yeah, oh, six, the last pen, episode. Penultimate episodes. Um, <laughs> this one, excellent, I thought. Yeah, somebody made an observation to me today, and I was like, shit, yeah, you've got it. And this does, in one episode, what it takes to walk into the season to do. Yeah. But so much more competently, you know. It's just so well-structured in the story. You know, you understand it. You know, it doesn't labour, do you know what I mean? It's just precise to the point storytelling. Whereas the walk, the, the Walking Dead would have taken, you know, this has been a full season of the Walking Dead just to, to capture the essence of this. Um, yeah, it does but, make me wonder a wee bit more, even more so, what Episode Seven was about. I feel like Episode Seven feels a bit of a lost episode on this. I feel it feels sandwiched in between the two that came by the side of it. Yeah. Seven seems a little bit an outlier. I think, yeah, I think Seven's definitely been the weakest. Still, still, still very solid, very solid, yes. Um, but. I wasn't kind of ever entirely convinced they could, you know, swing eight perfect episodes. I don't think that that's like, Jesus, to do that would be like, wow. Um, so I think damn close, yeah. I mean, so far, as you say, last, the, the one before last week was a bit kind of fluffy, light, but, you know, everything else has been perfect. Um, I mean, keep you know how because there's only one left. Mm. I imagine it might be maybe not feature length, but it could be like maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I was half, thinking you know? that as yeah. well. Yeah, it's, it's going to there's going to be a second season. That there's, yeah. there's no ifs or buts, so you know it's going to, it's going to leave us begging for more. But I want to know how they're going to land this to make it feel like a satisfying season. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. what you. That's I mean I don't know the story from the game, but I probably people have talked to said it seems to end with the it will probably end with the first game ends close to it, which is. Intrigued because it means nothing to us, but, but it would make sense, yeah. Um, I'm wondering if this will spawn the next game as well, though. Possibly. Could possibly. I could think possibly. there only is two games, isn't there? So I believe so, yes. So um, that's good. Um, but I think there is, there is also like side down, I think they call it downloadable content or something, yeah. Because that's where that story in episode it seven, fell, came from. yeah. Um, or oh, was that, and I think Bill Nap was that DLC, maybe. No, as I think, well? I think from what I heard, the, the Bill story is like the sort of hints at the Bill story if in the actual game, but it's not actually explicitly laid oh, out. Right. Okay, so they've expanded on right. on something that was there, but not ever said. So they, what they're doing doesn't actually take away from the canon of the game. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, played, see the guy who played the son in this. Yeah, that's Troy Baker. He played um, the real the Joe in the game. Oh yeah, I'd read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's quite. It's nice that they do that because they had um, the, the woman Marianne. In the first one. Yeah, she she was like the, the kind of girl on the game and stuff. So she, played same, she played the same role, which is interesting. Yeah, so that's nice. That. This this was quite a brutal episode. It was oh, it was horrible, wasn't it? It was yeah. like, 
very visceral and um, the, a certain scene that I won't spoil for anyone and um, had me squirming in my seat. Um, I was like, oh my. I get it, but also it's one of those things where they always have to come across this topic in an apocalyptic world. It always, it always does kind of have yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, um, which I get. Um, Pedro Pascal. What? Would he play tough? He plays tough, doesn't he? He's like very, very brutal looking. He can, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, you know, because because as we keep saying, he, you know, he, he's charming, he's handsome, he's got charisma, but you know, just on a dime, he's like he's he's you know he's. He, in, you're getting the sense, and I, she's also got the sense in the show that he has got darkness in his past. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can see he has a guy who has maybe he's got a calmness to him, he's got a, a yeah. luxury nature to him, yeah. but he also has a a real sense of violence if in him. Yeah, you know he's he's brutal when required to be brutal. Yeah, um, he'll love you until he doesn't have to. Efficiently so, um, yeah. as shown in, in this episode. It's like, oh shit, right? Okay. What I think is interesting in this episode is not to spoil anything. Ellie deals everything herself. Mhm. Yeah. She's not a damsel in distress. She's not saved by him. Yep. She does. She pretty much is the force throughout it. Yeah. Yeah, she's, no, she's, it could so easily have been her getting te- her something happened to her and he's having to come and rescue her. Yeah. It absolutely wasn't that. Yeah, um, it's, she's she's learning from him. Do you know what I mean? And, and obviously he's embracing her as the, yeah. the final daughter. So, you know, it's really the, the the characters are just so well fleshed out, yeah. aren't they? They've got like proper meat on the bones of those characters. You, you, you're so invested in them, do you know what I mean? And you're grown with them as well. It's ah, it's a great show. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really sad when it's finished because. Monday nights have been such a joy. Do you know I mean just finishing work, coming home, getting dinner, and like, last of us? Do you know I mean? I'm, I'm really, really going to miss it. I'm like, I agreed. I'm have to find something else to watch now. Yeah, we will fill that hole in the same way. Fill, fill <laughs> that void. Um, which, which leads us on to the next episode, Echo. Mandalorian episode two of season three, which you've not seen, so I will be very spoiler free on this one. Um, I'll be honest, Colin. I thought this was. Kind of shit. Oh, oh no! I'm apparently, the minority of what, I'm, what I've been hearing. Okay, okay. You weren't you weren't over enamoured by the opening episode though. No, it was, this mm-hmm. one I felt like I watched different ships take off for a good twenty minutes of the forty minute runtime. Um, okay. There is some cool visual stuff in it that is quite fun to see. There is a lot of stuff that's sort of getting delved into sort of the. the I actually enjoy sorry. I almost enjoyed the sort of monster of the week aspect to the first season in particular, where he just mm. sort of like rolls into town, fixes a problem, rolls out of town. Now right. start, season two had like half of them, and then the other half of like sort of like lore episodes. Yeah. This is more delving into more of the lore esque aspects of it, okay. and I f- I don't care enough about the lore of the Mandalorian and all that kind of crap to really give a damn. To be honest, I was just more there for like I'm quite like these sort of like we made it a, we- a space western, you know fight of the week yeah. type thing yeah. um, you might like it more than I did but I just yeah. was a bit dulled by it to be honest I just didn't really oh. care about it that much and I'm also there is a sense you've probably seen it in episode one as well the Grogu ex machina you know any problem he gets into Grogu can find a way out of it because Grogu's got all this power yeah. they're going to have to find a way to nullify that I think at yeah, some point yeah kind of give them give them some kind of weakness and, and you know make them yeah no I get, I take I get it yeah. in some way or do something like that but every problem he seems to get right now Grogu 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 fixes it yeah it, it takes away the kind of the, the worry a lot of time in it I think the, the the biggest fear I've got is that 
they're, they're just repeating. Do you know what I mean? They're not advancing. It's just, you know, the, the kind of the second season, a lot mirrored the first season and the start, the, the pilot episode, as much as I enjoyed it, you know, it's I'd seen it in the previous seasons. Uh, and that's my worry is, you know, it, let's move it forward now. You know, let's not just go around in a big loop. It does feel, again, it feels like it's more for a younger audience as well and more a family yeah. audience as opposed to trying like something like Andor, which again, I thought I was hit and miss on that. Mm. It, felt like for, it felt like it was for grown-ups. Yeah. As opposed to for um, for kids, so probably uh, you might enjoy, you enjoy it more than I did. Yeah, yeah, I just found it a little bit fluffy and pointless because there's something that he wants to do at the start at the end of episode one mm. that was very important to him. Yeah, that in episode two is completely nullifying. It's like why are we making a big deal about it in episode one? They yeah. completely just sort of like forget about it in episode two and then just not even care about it. It's like what was that the whole point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you know? can't do that. Um, which segues on to. Um, one of my home viewings, Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> um, so I had I had my my, my biggest child overstaying, um, who I've not seen for a while, and he he's discovered. Uh, uh, we I took him to see Phantom Menace when he was a wee tiny boy, um, and he's rediscovered his passion for Star Wars, much to his dad's delight, because I've been trying for years to get involved in Star Wars. Um, he hadn't seen Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, so right. I watch it with me. So we, we had a father son bonding over over solo, and a couple of mothers. Um And I, I don't care what people say. I like solo. I, I I do. I like so. I like it as a space western. I also like it as a Star Wars movie. Um, I, I, I like solo. I but do. Solo is the Ant Man of the Star Wars universe, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's yeah. Equally, absolutely nothing interesting in it whatsoever. It's a completely competent. It's Ron Howard directing it. So it's a completely yeah. competent three-star movie. Probably a good twenty minutes too long, but that's here or there for Star Wars. What movie isn't? Yeah. What movie isn't? It's a completely competent but absolutely unnecessary picture. It, it offers it as nothing. Whereas we all know there's a Lord of Miller cut out there somewhere. Yeah. That is something you might have wanted to see. Maybe that might that may have been, that may have been a swing at something as opposed to being very just. Straight down the middle, play nothing sort of. Play it safe. Go for the box office draw. Definitely the beigest of all the beige films. It's it's essentially like the um, Ant Man. It's also like it's like the Fantastic Beasts of the Harry Potter world. You just come so beige, it's completely forgettable. Mm. No, I remember that, but that that's just me. I'm, I'm a big nerd. But the kid liked it. Um, I, he, I, like, he, I'm he sure he like it. Yeah. But he massively enjoyed it, so that, that was that was a nice wee, it was a nice father-son moment. Do you know what I mean, it's kind of kind of thing like when you think when your kids are small, you know, one day I'll sit with my kid and I'll watch Star Wars. So, so it, 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 <laughs> Star Wars is Star Wars to me. Um, so yeah, it was that it was that for me, and it was it, I enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean, just that that kind of silent bond. Do you know what I mean? Like, very nice. You know I mean, it's um, a, it's so a lovable, very nice moment. For you to it, have it, it was it was very very good, and, and it reaffirmed it. You know, I, I will defend so. I will, I'll die in that hill. I will. Yeah. There's some there's horrendous films that I will defend to the very end, and you know these films. Oh yes. Uh, so I have nothing <laughs> against you defending this film, Colin, but I I, I will not. I'm not. No, I know. Fight, I won't fight on that hill with you. Let's just put no, it no, I, I, I know. I know. You, you will run away and desert me. I know you will, sir. I'll, I'll put up a wee bit of a fight. <laughs> I'm not going to die on the hill. If it gets too dangerous, I will definitely walk away from this fight. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that that was that was a nice night. It was a, a very very pleasant evening. I enjoyed it immensely. So it does sound a lovely evening, to be yeah, honest. It was. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some stuff in the cinema then, Colin, while we're while we're here. Ooh, um, Well, this one was in the cinema. It's called Living. It's now on Amazon 
like rental. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's just come out cinema recently. I think it might go back in the cinema based on the fact that the league actors had an Oscar nomination. Oscar, yeah, Bill Nye's yeah. been been put forward for that. I don't think he's going to win, but he's, I think it's his first uh, first nomination, and he's like, really, yeah, oh. it's quite nice because Bill Nye's a guy who's been around for a long time, done some real shit, and done some real just constant work. So it's nice he's yeah. getting recognition. Anyway, yeah, it's directed by Oliver Harmanus, um, who's a South African gentleman who directed a film called Morphe and the Endless River. Um, the plot is adapted from a Japanese movie called Akira uh, by Akira Kurosawa. So it's, it's coming from a very strong pedigree of, of Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. It's essentially about a guy who's in his like, sort of 60s, maybe late 50s, 60s, who's been working in a job for all his life. Um, set, in the 19, set in the 1950s, he's certainly a man of, he wants to be a gentleman, he wants to you know, work mm. in the city. That's what he does, but he's basically just done that all his life. He's not really done anything else with his life. He mm. finds out he's going to die very shortly. And he sets about just trying to make an impact in the finale of his life, you know, to do something that means something and to sort of yeah. experience life yeah. in many ways. You know, he feels like he hasn't done that. You know, he's been cut off from his from his son. He's not really done much else. So just him just sort of coming to terms with the, the prognosis of death very yeah. shortly. And also, you know, how we can sort of leave a little mark in the world. I guess we all ask ourselves that question, but don't always like, you know, what have I done? Who am I? Why am I here? So, I, you know, yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a ponderous. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get Bill Nye, he's title role, main role in it. Um, you get Amy Lou Wood, who plays sort of a young girl who works in the office with him and sort of reflects a friendship up with him. Um, Alex Sharp, Adrian Rollins, and Oliver Chris. Really, it's, it's, it's a Bill Nye show. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's a Bill Nye show. Um, it's, it's a very wonderfully understated, but very poignant Bill Nye performance. You know, he, he, he shows that he... I think I've ever doubted that Bill Nye's got a lot of acting chops and he can play, he can play big. If he yeah. wants to do something, you know, like the Love Actually thing, when he plays the rock star. Yeah. He can mm. also play this sort of nice... He's not all just flashes, you know, he does sort of like sort of random movements and kind of yeah. a bit cookie and weird. He can he can actually play a normal, simple man. Um, yeah. He does it really well. Um, so that's the that's crowd grabber. That's why you're watching the film. It's for him. Um, yeah. Story's very simple, but it's very well told. But the second part of the third act, or it's maybe the... Towards the end of the second act, they start to lose a bit of pace. Yeah. There's something that happens in it, and there's a slight twist in how they tell the story that didn't entirely work for me. Okay. Um, that made me lose a little bit of interest in it. Um, but it is lovely bank holiday viewing, you know, completely yeah. non-offensive. Um, for all the family, there's nothing in it you, you wouldn't want your granny to see, your kids to see. It's very much a, just a very good family watch. Um, and it does, what it does find interesting is it shows how good story can transcend geography and culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, very much a, it's almost a very straight adaptation of the Japanese film that was set yeah. like, back in the... It was obviously made in the 1960s, 50s or 60s it was made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old film. But it, it, it's obviously... That's Japanese culture is very different from British culture of the 1950s. Mm. But the story still tracks. So I, I thought that was... I, I'm not seeing the film, so I can't 100% say this for sure, yeah. but... It's nice that that partly is the case, that it's, it does still that, work. That it can translate and make a coherent, you know, watchable film. No, uh, totally. Yeah. I, get you. Um, I, I do like Bill Nye a lot. I, I think, I, I find he's got a really odd acting style. He's got like a stiffness and an awkwardness to him, but that's part that I buy into that with him. Yeah, a little bit as well, but something his yeah. stiffness is sort of, of, I don't know how much the stiffness is acting and how much of that is yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, he's just a very weird, weird, quirky actor that I always enjoy watching. Um, I love him in the the hotel ones, what they call the best exotic 
Marigold. Marigold Hotel. Yeah. It's great. It's just so awkward and a bit endearing. Yeah. There's a stiffness and awkwardness to him that I quite, that, like you, I really enjoy. Yeah. I, but Eddie Redmayne has the same stiffness and awkwardness, and I find him almost impossible to watch. Irritating, yes. Yeah. I think it gives Nye, I think Nye brings a vulnerability with it, and you kind of, you know, it brings out the, the, the kind of care in you. Do you know what I mean? Where, where yeah. you just want to kind of, you know, nurse him or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with Redmayne, yeah, it just comes across as creepy. Yeah. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very subtle line, because I think they're both almost the uh-huh. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Nye's older, perhaps. It doesn't come across in a different way. Possibly. I can't remember Bill Nye. I mean, I've seen Bill Nye in a lot of stuff, even when he was younger. He's not that old, Bill Nye. Yeah. I've also seen him as an older man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Same, same, actually. I don't ever remember. I can't think of 20 year old Bill Nye, is my point. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of of an age where you only know him from 50 onwards almost. Oh, 40 or 50 on. Yeah. I think like, um, like, it's like Morgan Freeman. Can you think of a young Morgan Freeman film? Yeah, yeah, d- 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 he isn't. He's, he's, he's yeah. Morgan, yeah, it's utterly bizarre, isn't it? Very yeah. strange. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. It's a very sweet film, very lovable film. Um, it's got a lot going for it. Like, so particularly Bill Nye's performance uh, is very nice. So I gave it a very solid 7 out of 10. So, uh, that's not bad at all. And it's really, really nice that he's got <laughs> the Oscar nod. That's, yeah. Yeah, and as we said off camera, you know, it's. It's all kind of posture, and it doesn't really matter to anyone. I mean, but them themselves. But it's it's nice to nice to get. Well, now yeah. a wee bit of recognition. He's even like one yeah. of those guys who's, who deserves the recognition. I think so. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Also, Matt, we've wanted to out a couple of weeks that I've seen again. You haven't seen them when we went to the main event. Um, so what I'm going to talk about now is one called Magic Mike's Last Dance. I'm sad. I, I, I was so excited for the for the first seeing the poster to the trailer, and I was like, my wee head exploded with excitement almost, and, and I've not fucking seen it. Yeah. Um, directed by Steven Soderbergh. So yeah, yeah. The man is back doing the, what he started. Yeah. Um, obviously, the first Magic Mike did do the second on the first one. Um, done a film recently called Kimmy, No Sudden Move recently. Obviously, he's done stuff like Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and Notions. 11, 12, and 13 films, and yeah. traffic, and many other things. He's, he's done a lot. Very, very much a pioneer of indie cinema, yeah. Very much, yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, very much remained true to his roots. And we done that one, Unsane, recently. Remember the one that was shot on mm. the iPhone? I think both of us really enjoyed that film, the one with yep. Claire Foy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he, he's definitely not a man who's, who um, sits around. You know, he, he gets yeah. a lot of work out there. Yeah. You know, for a man who's supposed to retire 10 years ago, I think he's done more films in the last 10 years <laughs> 10 than he has. 10 years than he's done the previous 20 years. Aye, something yeah, like that, yes. Absolutely. He's, yeah. he's definitely a busy man. Um, so the plot of this one is, Mike's, the, the, the strip club is closed, obviously, from the end of the last one. Mike is working as a bartender, um, sort of these sort of fancy events. Um, one of the fancy events, people recognises him um, and then recommends him to a friend um, that, she, that he will unlock the spark in her life. Um, so Mike dances for this lady. Um, lady really likes it, obviously, because it's Mike, and she then offers him, as you do, basically pretty women's him a little bit by paying him to stay with her for a long time, yeah. while she puts on a, a show in London based around his dance and his, um, you know, yeah. magic, the, the Mike show, essentially, yeah. basically to get back at her ex-husband, um, who owned the theatre, and she's now, she now owns the theatre. In that sense, that's essentially the plot. It's, it's a revenge you say, story. When you say it out loud, it's a very, very shallow film. Very shallow very plot. So. <laughs> yeah. um, so at back, you've got Channing Tatum playing Mike. Mike. And it's sort of... The character is loosely based on his previous like sort of life as a as an exotic dancer, but I think this is definitely now venturing into the very very much the fictional part of yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, we've kind of moved off from the grit that was Magic Mike. Magic Mike, yeah, then yeah, the funness yeah. of Magic Mike too. Yeah. Um, you've got Salma Hayek in it as well. You've got Ayub Kandin, plays like the driver. Uh, and the rest of the cast, like Joe Manganiello, Matt Boomer, Alan Cox and Kevin Nash, all pop up in it for literally a Zoom call. Really? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. This is an ex- insanely weak, weak, weak um sequel and i'll put this because i enjoy the fuck out the first one i think the first one's a great movie yeah yeah and i think the second one is is completely dumb but insanely fun as well yeah it's a great watch it's yeah yeah you, you, you just you just sold i mean you, you, you give them your heart you're like yeah take me I'm yeah. Just, yeah all the way I'm actually, yeah. as much as people might think it's weird for a certain type of man to like man you might i know there's still that still that sort of pretension behind it it's a film for women to watch I think Magic Mike Fogg are actually great. I think they're actually fucking... Yeah. Passive. No, I, I agree with you, and I think we, we should own that manly madness by appreciating Magic Mike right. for what it is, sir. Yeah. It is, yes. Um, this feels more like an ad for the stage show that's not going on in London right now. It almost feels mm. like a 100-minute commercial for the stage really? show. To the, ah, it, yeah, very much so. Um, basic premise is abandoned very early on, so the whole point of the first two is that Mike and the dance troupe are obvious of affection for women, particularly women in it, who have not been appreciated. Mm. That's a big yeah. part, you know, it's all housewives and, yeah. you know, mums and stuff like that, and it's sort of, they're, 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 this fan, they're the fantasy, you know, yeah. they want Mike. So the person who's in fact she would be Mike in this one is Salma Hayek. Who's and not... Yeah, I don't think someone has ever not been infatuated by... Every, not, no one in the planet is not infatuated by Salma Hayek. And I can't imagine, even as a character, I can't imagine any car- a character who looks like Sam Hayek not being the object of affection yeah. constantly. So yeah. it, it doesn't really ring true to me. So that's, that's, that's a minor thing in it. Um, and even to the point in this, like, they sideline Mike's charm as well. Like, oh. the, the Tatum charm's a bit of a shame. It doesn't really go anywhere with that. Um, <coughs> it lacks a lot of energy. Um, it sort of really does drag in. Um, and because you've not got the, the, the rest of the trip in it, you know, yeah, Mike and, and all that. Yeah. There's a real lack of that's the way yeah. they come from. It's, it's seeing them all together. So the yeah. best scene in it is probably them on the Zoom call, but that feels forced to try and get them in the film. And without them, it just, it, I just, it just, it felt boring. Because they do have, they do have a chemistry in, in the previous two yeah. movies. They bounce off each other really. And that's what makes it. You know, what I mean, it is, is that camaraderie that, that, that group's got. Yeah, take that way, and yeah, that's. Yeah. So I think the thought was. I thought halfway through the film they're going to bring them all into the film, like bring them over from America to London and they're going to be part of the show and stuff like that. Might be the sort of the. They don't. They're always they're trying to push these new actors in it as a new Mike trope, and none of them have got anywhere near the charm of these three guys. But also, they're not given a chance to show any charm. Yeah. They're, they're not in it enough to actually you get to get a sense of who they are, other than the fact they've got amazing bodies and they can dance really well. That's essentially it. There's not. That's so surface level compared to what you got from the other two films because the other two films mm-hmm. again everyone into them thinking it was surface level these guys are hot let's watch them dance and you watch them and you go there's so much fucking more to these films than what you expected there's depth in them for sure it's an exploration yeah. it's you know it's not just a fucking skin flick um definitely yeah. did yeah yeah um dance numbers are still impressive you know the guys can all move yeah. and yeah. Tatum, I don't know how old Tatum is now, but he, can st- he still fucking gets around. You know, he can when he does yeah. bring out the mic dance numbers, like, holy shit, like... He must be near 40, surely. I think he's even mid-40s now, Mike. Yeah, well, 
and he's yeah. Yeah, he's just said to be doing that is um, that's impressive. I mean, we know yeah. he can dance, you know, we know he, he's got yeah. he's got chops. Yeah, he can, yeah. He can but move. the narrative structure there to support the dance numbers. Basically, the last half hour is, is like a dance number. Yeah. The, the the actual narrative to get to that point to show any interest in it is just completely not there. Um, I guess the question, probably in my mind, then is, is it hitting its target audience? Which is, I've not heard many people raving about this one yet. And yeah. I'll say this: my good lady, who is a massive Channing mm. Tate fan, yeah, and fan of all things Mike, was yeah. insanely bored by it and did not enjoy it. That's not not good, man. Dude, I wanted to see this so badly. And yeah, he was forty-two, by the way. So he's only like a few years older than us, but he looks a lot better for it. Dude, I, I, I can barely sit without growing in <laughs> fucking dance. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's doing well. So he is, he's doing I've well. I've got to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, is this a franchise killer? I think it's always going to be the last one in the, in the series. But maybe if it had been great, it might, have, it might have brought something back. But this, I mean, it, it really did feel like it. It was supposed to go straight to DVD on HBO at one point and then eventually put it in the cinema. Right. So it, it does feel a little bit like that. You know, it yeah. does feel a bit, you know, low stakes in many ways and just sort of yeah. just low interest. And it's just, it was a lack of energy that really got me. There was no kind of punch through, which again, I think comes from the fact of the three, the, the, four, the, the, the trip together. Yeah, yeah, which you need. Oh, man. Right, I'll maybe wait till it comes on TV then. Yeah, actually, wait for TV, mate. Just like, anyway, I got a four out of ten. <laughs> Oh, that's been your lowest rating for a long time, I think. I think you've been the lowest has been five. I'm gonna say yeah. for a couple of months now, mister. Um Yeah. Oh, Channing needs to redeem themselves and it's you know me. I'm 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 all for Channing. Oh yeah. to, no, to, totally that's why I'm so surprised because yeah, yeah, we, we do have a unhealthy appreciation for Channing, possibly. Yeah. Um but oh god. Oh, no, uh, I gave it on the line three out of ten, the the really bad uh, Mel Gibson one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave Bank a day five and a half out of ten, but it was actually a good five and a half out of ten. Yeah, yeah. So that this is a this is like a, a punch in the gut, low score. Um, oh, yeah. Damn, damn, sir. Um, it so, me, and that's something that that shouldn't bore me. If you bore me in a film like this, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be engaging. Yeah. So, let, Mr. Mr. Tatum, if you're listening, come on, do better. It, yeah, you, you are better. Yeah, because I enjoyed him in that one he done with Sandra Bullock recently. Um, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yep. I, I enjoyed him in Dog, for goodness sake. Dog was very char- again, yeah. charming in Dog. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, so we know, you know, that that Channing is, you know, he's he's a dude, you know. Yep. Don't say, don't sideline Channing. Let, yeah. let Channing be Channing. <laughs> you don't mind if some really famous uh, Channing him. He is, but I can't remember who it is. Um, I can't, I can't recall. Um, what you can do is, is you can you can Google that with a, a line up the big the the, the, the yes. main event as you rightly said so the main so event was a very good call yeah so you're talking about Creed three I've not seen any parts of YouTube I'm talking about Creed three which is um, the third and the Creed movies of course Creed and it's one. the ninth in the Rocky series the ninth in the Rocky franchise yeah yep. um, so, so I went to I'll, see I'll, this. Give, I'll give the, the specs on this one first of all because I've Go not on. seen it, but unfortunately I had some problems in my home so I had to abandoned cinema viewing for a little bit. Um, there's holes in the ceiling, Colin. There's holes in the ceiling. <laughs> um, so Creed 3 is directed by... Michael B. Michael B. Jordan, mm. part owner of Bournemouth Football Club. Um, who is is he? Yeah, he owns, he owns part owns Bournemouth Football Club. 
Is he doing a Ryan Reynolds? Where was this? I think before or after? Already in the Premier League, so they don't really need the money. I, think. I don't know. What, he's a conglomerate. He's one of the owners, but he's a sort of face of oh, it. Okay, a, okay. I don't know that. There you go. Thank you, Liam. There you go. So that's how you show wealth now, by buying a sports team. You can't buy an NFL team. It does seem to be a bit of a Hollywood trend, doesn't it? You know, know, let's invest in the the soccer. Um, Yeah, yeah, that that seems to be a bit of a... Because they all want NFL teams, but no one will sell an NFL team. An NFL team is is a reason to print money. Mm. Mm. NBA is much the same. Yeah, even nice hockey, I guess, to, to an extent as well. Not so much, but, NFL, but there's more prestige in the, the Champions League and the English Premier League's got a lot of money, so that's why they're all buying these clubs. Anyway, Michael Gage on his directorial debut. Um, which, yes, yeah. Well, he's worked behind some very good directors, so you feel like he's yeah. seen a lot. You know, Ryan Coogler, for example, has been a sort of, the, of a mentor to him, I think. From yeah, the, definitely. Um, I think the Coogler brother also done the script for this one as well. Oh, did he? Didn't know yeah, that. yeah. Um, um, I don't can't remember his name. He's the other Kugler in the script. Yeah. Remember, remember, remember. I guess you could be off before we start talking film. Remember how the first Creed film came about? No. It was Ryan Coogler was telling a story to his, his dad's a massive Rocky fan, and Ryan Coogler basically came up with an idea for what the Rocky film would be going forward, like the next Rocky film, and it was about the character Creed. Mm. So basically, his dad was dying, and he told, and this is the story he told his dad of what the what Creed would be. Well, and then one day, got then one day pitched it to, I don't know if he pitched it to Stallone, or pitched it to the studio, mm. and they loved it, and that's how it got made. But it was basically he had an idea for what the continuing Rocky saga would be. So it's basically a dying man's wish. It's almost like fan fiction, essentially, yeah. the Creed film. That's essentially what it is. So it's, uh, it's that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, the, uh, Keenan Kugler is a gentleman's name. Keenan, is, yes. Is yeah, the, uh, so he, he's, he's, he's Ryan's brother. Um, so this film is set um, after the second one, obviously. A couple, I'm, I'm assuming a few years. Yeah. Um, Adonis Creed is now established as a world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Um, very much living the life, much like in Rocky Three, where he's living the life, enjoying living it. the life, being established maybe as champion. A, maybe fought a few fights where the, the, the opponents went up to much, possibly. I'm guessing. Yep. You know, padding his numbers in some way. Yep. Someone from his past comes out who is from the streets, and um, he's had a relationship with in the past before, um, who basically challenges him to a title fight because he was put in jail for something that a crime they were both involved in, possibly. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. and then feels didn't get his chance. This is a, a revenge fight for him, so it's building up to the, the fight between them two essentially. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's basically Clubber Lang upgraded. Um, it, it's Rocky, and we kind of touched on this a year before. Creed One is Rocky One, Creed Two is Rocky Two, Creed Three is Rocky Three and Four, yeah. um, or Creed Two is Rocky, Rocky kind of Two and Four, I guess. Yeah, right. but. But it, but it is, you know, it's just parallel, parallel on which came before. Cast um, in it, we've got Michael B. Jordan back as Adonis Creed. Back as Donnie, yep. You've got Tessa Thompson playing yep. Bianca Creed, his wife. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Major, who from Kang and having a bit of a moment right now. He yeah. plays um, the Damien Anderson, who is the, the, the guy he's fighting. The antagonist, uh, yep. We've got Phyllis Rashad coming back in it as, uh, yep. as um, Mrs. Creed. Or Mommy Creed. Paul's wife, yep. Yep. Um, I think that's about all the cast you probably would are sort of big names, I would guess. Yeah, there was no one else that, that jumped out at a photo. There's there's whoever. Um there are some callbacks to the other films where they bring characters back again. Right. Um, which is a very odd choice. We'll get into this in a wee second. Okay. Um so I'm um, i let let's play a wee guessing game here. So what do you think the highlight of this film was? Final fight. No. 
performance. It was uh, performance. It was oh, performance of um, just he yeah. he was he was the shining light in this. As you say, he is having a moment. Fucking, yeah, yeah. And last week you you touched on how he seems to embrace different characters. And you know you can't you know he's an actor you know he embraces and he becomes a character and and in this he's he's not king. No. Um, do you know what I mean he's playing a different character again and he he can totally different, totally believable, not in any way. Yeah. You don't look at see Jonathan Majors, you see this is the character he's playing. Absolutely, he is quite. I probably I probably buying into the the, the hype and the but he is quite a phenomenon. He really you know he's. He's got something, man. You yeah. just you're drawing him. Whenever he's on screen, you just you know what's he, you know what's going on here. I'm trying to think of a time. Remember, there's been times in the past they've tried to force certain actors upon us. Mr. Worthington, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it never, and it was never really convincing from him. But everything I've seen this guy do, I'm like, going, oh, no, I'm buying this guy. I'm 100% into what he is doing, and I will yeah. watch him for the next 20 years if he's going to keep doing work. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's. Very good, but yeah. So back, back. Sorry, back to back to Creed Free. Um, so directorial debut. Um, now I'm not as technical as you. You're the kind of film guy. I'm the idiot watching the film. Um, but to me, it felt quite ham-fisted. Um, and I get that it's his first movie. Yeah, he's kind of worked with Cougar a lot, so you know he's he's, he's been mentored slightly. But it, it felt. Ham-fisted. It you was. Think he's trying to put his own stamp on it to some degree, and it's maybe, yeah, it's maybe but, coming across like that. Unfortunately, his stamp seems to be "Look at me." Um, it, uh, uh, you've yeah. not seen it yet, so I'll try not to spoil it too much. Yeah. But um, he likes his own face, and he likes the camera to be on his face. Um, he's very, very, very fond of close-up shots. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of close-up shots of Michael B. Jordan. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of them, which don't make sense. I'm watching it thinking, why, why does this shot make, make sense? I don't understand, you know, right. like, what am I meant to get? I, I don't know. Is there a female fan base that, that wants this? Um, is it narcissism? I don't, I didn't get the style, the directorial style. Um, the sad thing about this film, um, which really made me not like it I'm afraid um, is it's missing Rocky Stallone's no, no I think that's the, I think honestly that's the thing that Creed 2 completely because I went back and reviewed Creed 2 so did I yeah and I think the one thing Creed 2 completely fucks up and is a, is a major storytelling error at the end of it they leave Rocky alive you think so they have to they should have killed Rocky off in that series in that episode that film Therefore, there's no issue because people be wanting to wait for me to come back. The fact I've left him alive means everyone's expecting to come but, but no, in the last what, minute. And get no, but what I'm saying is that the heart of the Creed films so far, the first two, has been stolen. No, and, I'm calling no, the first. No, first no. one. The heart of that film is all um, Adonis. No, I think I think Stallone is. is I think you're an old man who only still sees Rocky as Rocky. But he is. He's no, no. I I now see Rocky as Mickey. Um, I've, I've transcended, man. He's, you know, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm higher, higher plane here. No, I, I really do think it was missing stolen a lot. I think, and I get it. You know, you can't just throw him in there as fan service. You know, he's got to eventually. It's got to stop. But 
it, this one really, really <coughs> them, I think. Um, and he's, he's not there. What would his purpose in this film have been? I've not seen it yet, I can't confirm. What would his purpose have been? This could have been the one he died in. He'd done a Mickey. Mickey died in Rocky Three. That. Do you know what I mean? There, if you're running parallel, then you know. No, but that, you that's, don't have to make it parallel. But I'm, I'm asking, what was he? Would have been a, he would have been a trainer again? Just, he's, but that's what he is. He's his coach. Yeah, he's his manager, coach, he trainer. Is his friend? Do you know what I mean? He, he, he's just he, somebody goes to for advice. He, that's the thing. Is he's everything? Do you know what I mean? He's just he's he's there for him and. He, um, he, you need to see it again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to debate something I've not seen yet, so it's, yeah. it's tough. But I'm, I'm actually all for a Creed film not having it's, Rocky because I feel it's something that maybe it needs I, to try and stand on its own two feet. I don't think it works, and I think it's possibly because Stallone didn't, because it was Stallone's choice. It's, it's, I was reading a wee bit about it, quite sad actually, but um, Stallone didn't like the direction they were taking it. Um, which, when I see it, I understand. I'm like, okay, I, I kind of get why that. Why you think that? But um, apparently Stallone, back in the day, the studio basically fucked him of his rights to the character. So he has no rights at all over the Rocky character, so it's theirs now. Um, that, 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 that's, I'm going to defend the studio on this. The studio did not fuck Stallone on this. The studio paid him money for the script that he accepted, took that money... Mm. No, I get that. No, it's like a band signing all the rights to. A, a, a no, but he's then made a career out of Rocky. That's made him a very wealthy man. No, I know that. I get that. But I think it was like back then, his managers know that they basically said, you know, that he was kind of he didn't, I think, realise that you know he wouldn't have any input or control no, anymore. He did, because so. the whole point was he said, "I'll sell you the script, but I want to play Rocky." Mm, I'm going to dig into it more. Um, dig it, but I'm telling you, that's what happened. He wanted to play the Rocky character. They don't, he, he was a completely non-actor at that point. They wouldn't have let him play the role. But that was part of the deal, was they paid the money for the script, which means they got the rights to the character, but he got to play the character. Because he wanted to direct it as well. But mm. Irvin Kushner directed it instead. So they, he wanted to direct it as well, but he managed to get the rights to play the character. I'll, so I'll do some, I think, some digging. Don't watch, don't watch Stallone's Instagram, because Stallone's Instagram, he's a very sort of um, skewed view that he thinks he's got this character back. Like... I, I get as he's made the character what it is, but he's been very handsomely um, compensated over his career for that he's character. Made, he's made a living out of the character. But yes. back, back to the point is that the film, it, it does, it needs, he's not there and it's noticeable. And it's a shame that they couldn't come to an agreement where they'd done a Mickey on him, do you know what I mean? And let Heart Attack kills over, Rocky's gone. That would have made this a better transition than just going in and he's not there. It's weird that he's not there also. So, is, is, so if he's unhappy with the direction that the Creed film's taken, it's going in sort of this direction. Mm. What was his direction he wanted to take it in? Like, what would he have wanted to do? I'm actually not, I, I don't know what he wanted to do, but I can see why, though. It's it's not, I can see why he's thinking that, because it's not, it, it's not a film that you would see, do you know what I mean, that, that character kind of been in as well, which is weird. I get it, because it's, 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 it's a younger kind in a different direction, so yeah, yeah. I kind of I get why he's annoyed because it's almost like you know it sounds like it sounds, it sounds like an old man annoyed that he's lost his place in the world a little bit and it's like yeah but the world's not for you anymore this is a new interpretation of this so i get it hand over uh, the torch but i just think the way it's been done is is we needed rocky to hand over the torch and that's that's what it is it, there's no completion there that's what it is when you watch it is it's it's harsh you know it's just going from what you know to what you don't and it's missing that that just we here you go I'm not saying this, I can't confirm, but yeah. I feel like 
it was hand over at the end of, of Creed 2. No, because I, I rewatched it as well. I, I don't know. I, I kind of thought it le- left him there for, you know, still the, you know, maybe not his manager, but, you know, like, like his friends, you know, he's, he's, you know, fucking shoulder to lean on kind of thing, possibly, but still there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan can act. He's good. Yes. Um, Jonathan, he can Jordan. act. Yes, yeah, he can yeah, act. Yeah, so both of them, I think, Tessa, bit more to do in previous roles, I think, which was nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the wee girl playing the daughter um, was outstanding. Lovely. Uh, she's deaf, so a lot of kind of same language. Yeah. Which, and, you know, they don't pander to you, like, oh, fuck you, you know, it's like, she's deaf, you fucking deal with that, which is nice to see. Um, yeah. She's really well done as well. Um, that's some weird callbacks um, and, and some stuff to don't explain. I won't spoil it, but I'll say Drago's back, the son. Right, but in a very weird way, like why? You just why? you just think to yourself why, and it it doesn't tell you. So like, I'm fucking telling you why because he is, and I'm like, but I don't understand how you've went from here. There's a story arc here, but then are they not touting Drago movies possibly as well? I believe. Was talk of that at one point? Yeah, there was a sort don't of. Don't do it. Don't no, fucking don't do care it. Drago. Drago's interesting. Does Tommy Gunn come back? No, but the Scouser from the first Creed film comes back. Well, he, he's an actual fighter, though. He's a... Yeah, but... but Tony, yeah, Bo- Tony Ballou, I think his name is. Yeah, Ballou. but, uh. but they, they just pull... There's people back, and they're like, you don't need that, do you? Maybe? Um, I think it does seem with a Drill character, like they're setting something up, but they're saying they've not given you anything. It is, it is very much like, I know the character, but why is he there? Do you know what I mean? And it's well, just it's strange. Very in weird. In real life boxing, the big thing is about, is about the rematch. No, again, I can't spoil it. Exactly, no. that's, not, that's not good. It's just utterly strange. Will they fight remember. a YouTuber on the next one? That's a big thing as well. Will they fight <laughs> yeah, YouTubers beating each other up. Yeah. Um, it, it was a strange film. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed some of it and, and other parts not. It does some strange stylistic choices with fight scenes, which I believe are very... Anime, basically, the big anime Yeah, fans. very, very, very much. But he also there's something else with a kind of big fight, which I was like, that's a fucking really strange choice. Um, and it is, it is moving away. That They're no longer Rocky movies. It's not, it's that this is his own thing now. It's, it, it's a Creed film. I think Creed's yeah. now its own thing. You know, I think it's, it's, it's earned the right to not be a Rocky film, it's you know this is a Creed film, and yes. this this finalises that. It's it's about Creed now. It's not about Rocky. It's it's Jordan's journey now. Um, but yeah, I think what when you watch it, let me know. We'll, we'll kind of cover it again. But I, the directing to me just and I get an experience, and I, I can see the makings there. You know, a couple more films, and you know, he's, it's he's, a big he, it's a big ask in your first film. You know, it's, yeah. it's not, you're not proving yourself in like a, a small indie and building yourself up, but you're kind of dropping in middle. Well, not middle of franchise, but sort of like in a well-established franchise. Yeah. That sort of has its own tone and um, has its own like rhythms that people sort of come to expect from a film. Yeah. Um, what you ever notice, like say for example the James Bond films, you know, it's I'm always not a fan of a lot of them, but there's always a certain sort of tone throughout all of them. Yeah. Some can be more comedic, some can be slightly more serious, but there's always a general sense it's it's the same world. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, Creed, you're dropping yourself. There's a franchise that's been there. It's established what the what the world is. It's not really played for laughs at any point in no, rock films and like that. Yeah. So you've got to really play it very straight, very sort of you know 
down the line. So yeah. it, it, to try and stamp anything else on that would be would be quite um yeah quite an ask early yeah. on anyway. But um so, some as I say some very odd stylistic choices and, and as I say it, it does it does a lot of camera work on his own face. Um <laughs> which is, is very like oh okay. Um but yeah and, and see a really really odd choice towards the end which I, I Maybe you need to appreciate anime. I don't know. Maybe you know what he's doing is is something I don't understand because I'm not a massive anime fan. Possibly that's it. But I'll kind of I don't want to spoil it. So once you've seen it, we'll talk about it, talk about it next, next time we pod. But um, five out of ten for me. Very Ooh. very very middling. Um, They're quite long. We're talking two two hours. Two, two two just over two hours. Um, two hours. it doesn't really labour. Um, yeah. kind of sags now and again, but it, it kind of does move at a pace. Um, I would say Majors probably gives it a higher score than, than yeah. I would have given it. Um, I think without Majors, I'd probably fucking shit can this to a two or a three, possibly. Nothing. You are putting this below Magic Mike last dance, which was an absolute abomination. Which I've not seen, no. Which I have not seen. And True. I tend to watch with no, with no trousers on when it does come out on TV. So, yeah, True, you know. yes. You, yeah. you, you're low votes. You tend to go very low very quick. I, I, no, I, I do. I'm unforgiving. I'm like, you know, no. If, if I don't like it, then, you know, boom, that, you that's but I'll, I'll give it, it's, I don't know, there's just some choices in it that when you see it, you either get what I mean or you won't. I mean, but there's some choices in it that made me think I, mm, I just wasn't sure at all. But I will say plaudits and, and hats off to the man for what, what I think is taking it out of the Rocky. You know, it's, it's not a Rocky movie. This is Creed. Creed uh, which is saying, yeah. I think if you want the franchise not to die, you have to do something like that. Yeah, ab- Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe if he does it in this one, maybe the, the next one, if they, do, if they do a Creed 4, for whatever reason, um, oh, they maybe yeah. um, they'll build upon this and it might feel more natural in that respect. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, this, might be the, this might be the pivot point in the franchising, um, if yeah. that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see they're setting up as well. There's very, I won't go into detail, but there's, it's obvious that there's, there's more of these coming, a lot more. Well, I think people seem to want to go and see them. That's the thing. People do Absolutely. seem interested in them. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the Drago movies. I hate boxing, but I still like a boxing movie. I'm the same. I, I don't watch boxing at all, but you know when they dramatise it in slow mo punches and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel I like, like I'm a boxer. Yeah. I like the theatre of it all. Like, you know how they build up. You know, like that. But I, yeah, I, I can't actually watch yeah. any real boxing, but I do enjoy um, a boxing movie. A bo- yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad, glad. I don't, but I don't like football, and I love Escape to Victory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you, and so, any yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so yeah, I like a good sports movie because it takes out the four hours of American football and you know condenses well, it into this magical two hours of boom. It's, you it's know, brings the drama in. It brings the drama yeah, in. The yeah. of it all, as opposed to trying to deal with like the stats and all this shit. And also, if you're watching a movie, people aren't taking it quite seriously. You don't have to talk about it at work for the next ten days about it, and people aren't like getting upset about it. You just like enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But no, I do, I do think that there's definitely a a future as a director for Michael. He, he's not done a, a bad job. It's just I think at times you see that you know he's an inexperienced director, which that's fair. You know, you've there's not many directors you know come out first time and fucking land it. You know, it's it's yeah. a it's a rare club to be in. So yeah. So the five old man doesn't like what the young director is doing. Who would have thought? Um. No, you you see what no, you, you I'm, I'm actually, that, I'm, I've heard there is some stylistic choice in it that are quite interesting, so I'm actually quite intrigued to see yeah. what he does with it and see how it because yeah. uh, like we've talked before like we just mentioned before, the Rocky films have a specific template and style to them. Yeah. So when you branch away from that, you've got to kind of 
you've got to make it in the same way. It's not exactly the same, but the way same way like the Ghostbusters answer the call, the girly one. Yeah, there was stylistically like, that was different from the other two Ghostbusters, whereas the, the Afterlife one went back to that. Yeah, and people like that middle one one because people are assholes. Yeah, and two and two because it felt like it was it was totally kind of different, not to, not completely different, but enough difference between what they knew was what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And what you know, what they got, and it's it sort of it makes it rubs people the wrong way a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm all for embracing, you know. Let, let's change because like you, I loved the Ghostbusters. The, the, yeah. You know, answer the call. I, I thought it was fucking much better than this new nonsense of children out. Um, I watched. I, I, I watched Afterlife again um, this week, and I actually really enjoyed it again. Did you? The gro- yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it works well as a film. There is a lot of stuff you go like that's very cliched you're just ripping mm. off in the first couple of movies yeah um but again i actually quite enjoy it. apart from the last scene we've discussed before um yeah yeah i, actually, I really enjoyed a lot of it to be honest you're digging it um so yeah that, that that that's creed um and that's my thoughts in creed um let me know when, when you've seen it and we'll... i'm looking forward to seeing it yes i am well, and i wish i'd seen it this week but just like i said life unfortunately adult life getting in the way so you're right your, your roof is caving in that is um that is reason to stop and think i can't really go to the cinema tonight no um. it's more we can't leave the dog in the house and the cinema kit and the roof caved in on it you know I feel horrendous um i feel there's a movie in there somewhere um. yeah. um, anyway, <laughs> next week congrats for this week next week you're not going to be here so it can be me and our maxine friend who will be talking yeah, movies we're going to have yeah. a foreign correspondent with you yep we will probably talk a little bit about the oscars and you know mm. more about them and um, we'll also hopefully talk about scream six which is mm-hmm. out this week yep um we're going to talk about 65, which is the new dinosaur laser guns. Plant the apes with dinosaurs, basically. Yeah. But annoyingly, they've kind of... Do you know what's like, likely to irritate me? Just the, the spoil, they've told you. Spoiled up in the in trailer. Yeah. That's yeah. Irritating. They could have done a Planet of the Apes and, and just, you know, just, you know, made it, yeah. you know, what, what not shows you any dinosaurs and they've been like, what the well, fuck? Show dinosaurs, because I'm, I'm sure the Planet of the Apes trailer showed apes. Yeah. But you don't have to show me it's Earth. As far as that, you know, anyway, that's... Do you, do you think there's a reason for doing that? No, they are very balls. I've got a theory. I'll, t- I'll speak to you about it off camera in a minute. Um, but but yeah. I've I've got a theory on, on why they've done that. And I think it's I think there's a reason behind it. But yeah, it seems very odd, doesn't it? It's like, you know, just straight for the outset and here's a twist. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, unless it's uh, a double twist. Um, yeah. We've also got Navalny out. It's a documentary that I'm going to try and watch. It's on um, some of the streaming services. It's up for an Oscar. Um, it's all about, I believe, the Russian inv- Russian um, sort of invasion and the, um, the people in Russia speaking out against Putin, essentially. Um, and all the, looks, looks heavy. Looks very sounds, heavy. sounds dangerous, man. Yeah, one for me to delve into. And also, mm-hmm. I'm tempted to go and see on Monday night, Peril is showing at cinema. The follow-up to... Oh, the prequel to the X. Sorry, the prequel. Oh, um, why is that back out in the cinema? That's strange. It was never a back in the cinema. This is, this is the first release. Was it not in streaming? X was on streaming. Peril was not. I know loads of people that have seen Peril. Because it was out in America, so it might be on, like, Pirate. Ah, right. Okay, okay. Cool, get you. Right. It's, right. Out, it's out properly in cinema on Monday Advance Preview. I think it's out in the next couple of days after that on, like, wide release. Oh, I'd like to see that because um, I did I did enjoy X. A lot. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to stop there. It's, part of it. it's, going, to, it's going to be a trilogy. There's going to be another one as well that's set after... I think after X. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. So where, how do people find us, Uh You can find us on. We're still. We're still on Twitter. We're still there. We are still. Um, I, 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 I think Mr. Musk is 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 
being a bit silly again, isn't he? He seems to be getting pressed for all the wrong reasons again. You know, he's not getting angry at someone who's disabled yesterday. He was like, yeah. What amazes me though is is how some fucking billionaire dick is newsworthy. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there, there's a war going on. People are dying, and you know the news hits out with some story about about this dick, and I'm like, because distraction, cares? Colin. Distraction. You're looking over here. We're doing all this shit over here. I'm not looking over there. I don't pay attention. To this. I, I scroll right, but I read the headline and go, nope, don't care. Don't what does it say? They say the um. Was this thing who I can't remember who said it, but it's like they'll make you go into a culture war so you forget you're in a class war. Well, I've always been in a very lowest class, so we are socialists and communists at heart, so we are always in a class war. But distract enough for the population with a culture war that they'll forget they're getting put down by the, the upper class. Uh, possibly, the bastards. Yeah. Um, so we're on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook as well number three years in the movie so um, yeah check it check out all those sites and, and you know we, we do post stuff on them you know nice pictures and we comments and stuff like that you can react to them as well go ahead yes. to it. I've Easy been calling stuff on it yes you've been 